With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. The latest from batshit bonkers Britain, Katie Hopkins on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. And a very warm welcome to the Katie Hopkins on Thursday, the 21st of December, where if you could see me, but you can't because I'm on the road, I appear to be sat in a broom cupboard right now after a lovely speakeasy last night in Wokingham coming up in the show today a dramatic drop in the consumer price index the bloke from Bloomberg is is excited why aren't you Uh, we're talking Esther Ranson and I've got a question for you regarding her newfound belief in the freedom to choose not forgetting my top three out of the UK including sex in the Senate chamber stand by your beds my darlings i may be in the driving seat but you are the engine for this show here is how you join the conversation katie hopkins wants you to chat to her just go to tntradio.live hit chat and join your family chatting away we're on the highway to freedom where listeners drive the show today's news talk radio tnt yes my darling someone asking here on tribe where are you so i'm here Um, I'm not in glorious uh, vision right now, for which uh, we all apologize. We're basically making sure we just conserve so that I can get this lovely show to you and I can chat with you because I can't bear the thought of separated from you from another day. Uh, Bloody windy here in Derbyshire, morning all. So I am in Wokingham or as an American would say, Wokingham. And last night I was at one of my last speakeasies of 2023 in a lovely cafe in um, just outside of Wokingham, uh, just a full room of great people. And I was running a kind of review of 2023. And it was just lovely because whilst I was at the front of the room doing my thing, the audience, because it's a small room and maybe I don't know how many people we were, 100, whatever it sold out months ago. But um, people could join in, they could add things, they could put their little hands up and and inform the conversation. Um, And it was great. You know, that is my... If I could have an event and do that event all the time, not the same content, obviously, because I can't understand these uh, boys out there who do the same content every time they do something. But to have that and to be able to have almost a conversation with an audience that informs what you're trying to talk about. It's very similar to what we do here at TNT Radio, where the listeners are driving the show. I just love it. I have a funny story for you quickly, and then we'll move on with our top three out of the UK. So I rocked up, uh, lovely Mark goes ahead. He does setup, does the sound mics, um, does ticketing, does all of the stuff and just basically is fantastic. And all of the ladies love him beyond compare. As I was leaving, the lady that hosts and runs the place and is an absolute dynamo, um, she said, you know who we love even more than you, Katie? We love lovely Mark. And that's the truth of all of these events. It's always lovely Mark that comes off best. But I got dropped at the fencing line, right, in my Uber. And I was like, yeah, don't worry. I'll walk up. The gate was closed, whatever. And I assumed that at some point the gate would open or whatever. The gate didn't open. 
an automatic gate. We've got my lovely audience rocking up and the gate's not opening. I don't know what went on with it. I don't know if it malfunctioned or what. So I am now at a gate in the dark outside a venue. I've got a blazer on, so I kind of look like I know what I'm doing. And I'm holding my comedy clipboard because if you've come to any of my shows, you'll know that I love a clipboard just because it makes me feel powerful, right? If you walk around with a clipboard, everyone thinks you know something. Even as I was leaving the hotel, because I had my clipboard, people looked like, like I was checking the room allocations. And I was like, good evening, <laughs> in a really hotel management voice, right? <laughs> so, oh my Lord. And so I'm stood at the gate in the dark, a good hundred meters from the venue. The gate's not opening. People are looking at me, I'm assuming it's dark, because I look like I know what I'm doing. And then by the luck of God, the gate opened. And as people drove past me into the venue, they were like, thank you, thank you. And I was like, no problem, no problem. And it was literally me stood at the gate in the dark, but because of my clipboard, people thought I knew things about the gate. And then when I went in, people were like, wait a minute, was that you out there at the gate? I was like, yes, it was. And I don't know um, if any of you have seen the movie, I, I can't remember what the movie's called, but basically one of the ladies, uh, she's leaving a guy's house in the early hours. She can't open the automatic gates, so she climbs them. And then as she climbs them, the automatic gate opens. Well, that's basically what would have happened to me last night, because obviously my first thought was, I'll climb the gate and work out the problem with the cars later. And if I'd climbed at that moment, the gate would have then opened it. And that is the kind of start of the madness of what went on yesterday. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much to everybody who came along. Um, just the loveliest night. So reaffirming. And a lovely American lady who happened to be in the room. And um, I could tell she was something magic. But she was like, well, I, you know, I work in presentations and consulting and all the rest of it, whatever. And she goes, that was an injection of determination. She goes, that, what you just did was an injection of enthusiasm, an injection of determination. And I'm really taken with that, um, not because it doesn't feel very much like necessarily about me, but it's exactly what these events are. You know, she was articulating what I would hope. She said, I feel like we walk out of here going, come on then. And, and that to me is precisely what I will commit any time I have left on this planet to do <laughs> is to try and get others to go, come on then, let's be having you. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you, Wokingham. Thank you to the people who uh, helped me on the gate or broke in. <laughs> and I'm so excited for next year. And we've got people who come to these events all the time. Now there's familiar faces. Like I saw you last in Swindon, the guy that did my hair for me uh, as a gift in Swindon. He turned up last night with his boyfriend, um, young people, just fab, just, I tell you also, our side, bloody good looking. Like really, the young people that turn up, just good looking and just hugs. Everybody's so into hugs that I love it. Um, so next year, uh, we are, the lineup is pretty fierce for Silly Cow. So Silly Cow Tour 2024. Uh, Katie's Arms online, katiesarms.com. 
uh, not wishing to self uh, shamelessly self-promote. I'm just trying to tell you where you can come to these things. Um, there's full shows or there's speakeasies, but uh, Silly Cow Tour is going to run from April next year uh, right through till July, although Mark keeps extending those dates. Whether I'll still have a voice by then, I don't know. And uh, not for ticket sales, not for myself, uh, not for any reason, because these things sell out anyway. Just I would love for you to be a part of what it's like to be in these rooms. I, I If I could bottle it and sell it or, or give it away rather, I bloody would. Um, and so two days to go now until the grand finale of 20, on the 23rd of December, I'm on my feet. I think we're 400 strong. Again, it sold out a couple months ago, but for the Christmas, <laughs> Christmas special, I don't even know what's gonna happen, but if you're coming to that in Bournemouth, uh, do be prepared. You will know people on Tribe, you're so darling. I want to go. Yeah, come. Come together. Come in a group. Come as a tribe. You know, we could have a tribe speakeasy. That'd be glorious. Everyone would just have to put the miles in, right? Um, and then I, uh, so the Bournemouth speakeasy, or rather show on the 23rd, uh, Mark is bringing, lovely Mark is bringing his uh, inflatable balls <laughs> <laughs> his light up inflatable balls <laughs> so that will be a rare treat for the ladies <laughs> i am bringing my advent calendar that lovely mark has fabricated for me it's a life-sized advent calendar and it's it's uh my heroes and villains of 2023 and i have to tell you that's a whole world of fun <laughs> and and we've also got a prize for the um, best, most Christmassy outfit. So if you are coming to Bournemouth, the prize for the most Christmassy outfit, and obviously do your worst. So think dastardly, think dark thoughts, think what's the worst Christmas outfit you could ever, if you come as an inflatable Santa, you're on stage for sure. If you come as an inflatable Christmas tree, you're on stage for sure. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, but there will be a prize for the best Christmas. I mean, it may be a bo bottle of Barefoot Merlot. So, you know, let's not get overexcited with ourselves. Um, but ex you can tell I'm extremely excited. And also, do you know what uh, lovely and Mark and I both said, because it's been a couple months now since I've been properly um, on the road, because we took a break after the end of the last tour. And I've I've missed it. I didn't realize just how much I've missed being with our people and how much you guys inform the conversation. And it's something I want to pick up later in the show. I've got to get to our top three out of the UK, but I really, really want to pick up either today or tomorrow. A young lady in the audience put her hand up and she said, uh, my young brother, has just passed his test. And he is trying to uh, get his insurance. He's just got his insurance. No, he's, up he's done all that searchy thing you have to do when you're trying to get insurance. And for him in his first year, he's 20 years old. So he's not even 17. He's got a normal car. And by normal, I mean, one of these small puny cars like mine, you know, the Panda. And um, it's £4,200. £4,200 
for a young person to try to get, because it's not about insurance at this point, is it? It's not about insurance because if it was about insurance, it would be at a reasonable rate. So two things must be happening. Number one, these large insurance companies do not want to insure the young, right? They just want to opt out of that market altogether because £4,200 says we don't want to provide for you. We don't want you on our books. The profit margin just isn't sufficient. We don't want any drivers under the age of 25, right? That's what that's saying. Now, the free market would suggest that another supplier should come in into that space in the market where there is a void and a gap for someone that wants to come in and insure young drivers. But no one's taking that up, that some kind of government level interference, right? Um, you know, people here on Tribe, do let me know. Government level interference, someone interfering with the markets to make sure that no one under the age of 25 can realistically get insurance. And all of this working as a deterrent so that the young people will never drive. Because like smoking, this idea that if you stop people before they even have the right to do something, they'll never have the right to do something. So they'll never want to drive. They'll never learn to drive. They'll never be a driver. And in that way, you get rid of cars and private car ownership. So it's something I want to return to because I picked up so much information at the speakeasy as well. An elderly gentleman, fascinating about the information being tracked in your vehicles as you drive right now. You know, we all need old cars, old classic cars. We need to step away from anything new and modern. I mean, I think we all know this. In order for us to advance, we must now regress to a time before. So uh, maybe we should pick that up you know, tomorrow, someone's saying here, I miss Alex Belfield. I know. And I've missed phone calls from him recently, so I feel badly. Uh, but yeah, they moved prisons, uh, moved prison. So the, I went to do the show, I guess, as a, you know, it was a year on since Alex brought me to Blackpool for the first time. And we did a show there. And of course, Alex was a big part of that show. We made him a big part of that show. And we brought postcards for every audience member so that every audience member, 2000 of us would have postcards. We gave them to people to take home, to give to their family and friends. All you had to do was put a stamp on it. You could squiggle a message. So we were going to inundate basically Alex's prison with supportive messages. And do you know what happened to Alex that same week? when we let Alex know that this was incoming, uh, without notice and without warning, they moved him. So they moved him prisons. Now, we don't know why that happened. I mean, it completely screwed everything because for him, it was like starting over again. Every new person that came to interview him in his cell, every new psychologist acted like he was a new person and that they were getting to know him. He was like, I don't need to get to know someone else. But essentially, at the time that 2000 plus uh, supportive messages were about to come to him, they moved prisons. That could be coincidence or it could not be. But anyway, that's where we're at. So that's my darlings, the roundup from the speakeasy here in Wokingham last night. If you join your people on the road, for goodness sake, katiesarms.com. If you just look for events or tickets or have a little scurry around there, you'll see all of the events. Any venues that held firm for us in this tour were automatically put back in because they all wanted to rebook, usually for two nights. 
Uh, we're adding new venues and we're just securing a massive venue in Liverpool, which I'm super excited about. So um, no shameless self-promotion there, just really a wish for people to experience what it's like to be amongst their own, to be uplifted, to have a laugh and to leave feeling, as the lovely lady said last night, injected with a bolt of enthusiasm. What we're going to do, my darlings, we are going to go to a short commercial break. When we come back, we will go to my top three out of the UK. So many things to talk about. And I want to get to the Esther Ranson story today because I want to find out where you're at. Because I love, I asked lovely Mark, oh, I just want to read this. So the wealthy are able to park anywhere, drive anything, anywhere by the virtue of their bank balance. And the rest of us can get on the bus. That is, that is it. Katie, they're doing it to older drivers also. My mother's friend who turns 70 has just refused car insurance on his age. Oh, oh my goodness. So we need to do a whole thing. So tomorrow, we've just framed this decision, right? Uh, tomorrow, I'll be back in the uh, HQ, back in the HQ. Tomorrow, we're going to do a driver special. I want stories. Uh, so, so hold on to these stories. Let's bring them tomorrow. I want to research overnight. Um, I want to talk about older drivers then being refused. I want to talk about the young drivers being penalized. I want to find out what's going on with the markets and government interference with the markets that's causing people to drop their provision. Why is there no new entrant to the insurance marketplace at the upper and lower ends of the spectrum? How are people getting around this problem and, and ways to solve and fix it and bring it? Um, and I also want to talk about this black box policing of young people, which completely freaks me out. Okay, so tomorrow is the car special. My son will be proud. He's down at the garage today. He can now do a full car service on his own at the age of 15. Come on, the fight back is real in my family. We're going to go to a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to do our top three. Later in the show, I want to get to Esther Ranson. I want to ask you a question. Lovely Mark gave me his answer yesterday. And bear in mind, it's lovely Mark. Everybody loves every Mark. I was very surprised by lovely Mark on Esther Ranson. So go nowhere or I will hunt you down and break your legs. My name is Katie Hopkins. And this, my darlings, is TNT Radio. TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. 13 Israeli hostages released uh, as part of that ceasefire deal. Uh, 49 days after they were taken hostage 49 days so that still leaves about 225 to 227 more hostages uh, i'm with john bolton the former national security advisor to donald trump i'm with Britt hume of, uh, of fox news i'm with a bunch of other people who say this gives hamas too much time to do whatever they want to do to do whatever they need to do to regroup to rearm to re-strategize and as much as you want the hostages back it can't be at the expense of the other part of the mission which which is to destroy Hamas. I think it's a mistake. Steve Malzberg on TNT Radio. Chief Division Council and DOJ have approved a no-knock breach. We want the subject to be on display. Doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? 
government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. For the first time in my life, I'm saying to myself, am I going to get a knock at the door? FBI warrant, come to the door now! The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. These individuals have commissioned the biggest propaganda play in U.S. history. They don't go after the people that rigged the election. They go after the people that want to find out what the hell happened. We don't need to have a crime. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. FBI! Our focus is shifting. Our main priority as a bureau is going to be domestic terrorism. It really paints anybody who's right of center. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. Wow. Katie Hopkins on today's News Talk Radio. Wow. Katie Hopkins. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. TNT. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, I sound like, what's that? What's that dog called? Anyone know what I'm talking about? What was it? What was the dog called when he goes? Is it Penelope Pips? No, it was the detective. Muttley. No, it's not Muttley. Studio's saying Muttley. Uh, I think the listeners will know. Um, Tribe, help me. It's not Muttley, is it? (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Is that right? Scooby-Doo. Yeah, you knew what? I knew this guy on Tribe would know. (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Right, so I don't know why I came back as Scooby-Doo. Just for clarity for everybody, this is Katie Hopkins. I'm not envisioned, despite everyone's best efforts. I'm at a Hilton hotel. I've got the fastest Wi-Fi in the universe. I've got my Go Local. I've got more tech and equipment around me than you would believe. But we're back in audio. I think it's beautiful. Let's talk the Scottish. So we talked about this last night because actually the ginger dwarf from the north, Nicola Sturgeon, is one of the villains of my advent calendar review 2023. So she got kicked out of office, as you were probably in January of 2023. And the scandal and the rumor was that she got kicked out because she was a lesbian and that uh, it had been discovered that she was a lesbian, that she was having a lesbian affair. And last night, one of the audience members informed me that she was having a lesbian affair with Judy Murray, Andy Murray's mother, (laughs) which I think is scandalous and a scandalous piece of gossip based on the fact that Judy Murray definitely looks like a lesbian. Nicola Sturgeon is 100% lesbian. So people just made up the fact that these two bints from Scotland that look a bit like lesbians were having a lesbian affair. Turns out... Nicola Sturgeon, the ginger dwarf from the north, was not forced out of office because she was a lesbian. She was forced out of office because she'd basically stolen all of the money from the SNP, buying herself uh, someone here, wee Jimmy Cranky. That's what the audience was shouting at me last night. Wee Jimmy Cranky! Um, So she wasn't forced out for being a lesbian. She was forced out for stealing all the money from the SNP in order to buy a camper van that she then put... Um, into her, I think, mother-in-law's driveway. And I don't know, 60 grand's worth of funds on this, uh, 30,000 pounds worth of SMP funds on that, money that was put forward for an independence campaign based on luxury things for herself. We cranky there has been living a fine old life. She was forced out. In came her 
replacement sidekick. And now, because of the state, the disrepair of the Scottish government that was screwed because they've got no money left, because no doubt we, Jimmy Cranky, spent it all, they are now penalizing um, those who are trying to, you know, earn some money to sustain themselves with a brand new tax bracket. The SNP government introduces new higher tax band for people earning between 75000 and 125000 a year, a marg marginal tax rate of 45% above 75 grand, which in reality, as you will know out there, means about 47% taking upper earnings national insurance into account. Because of course, if the government tells you the tax band is 45%, you can easily plus two, plus three on that. So you're gonna be paying close to 50% on any earnings uh, that you make over 75 grand. So why would you bother? I mean, I would have thought, I would have thought because there's only so many high earners in Scotland in the first place. It might only bring in about 60 million or so, even if taxpayers continue to pay it, much more taxpayers will avoid paying tax in that manner. They will increase their pension planning, et cetera, or they'll simply drop themselves south of the border. So Scotland will lose its high income earners. I have a clip for you. And by the marvelous abilities of studio, we are going to play that clip for you now. The pound for those earning between £75,000 and £125,000, uh, has been announced during the budget. This government does believe that those with the broadest shoulders should pay a higher rate of tax. And to be clear, by the broadest shoulders, I mean the top earning taxpayers. We will therefore add a new income tax band to the Scottish system, the advanced rate which will be set at 45 pence and will apply on incomes between 75,000 and 125,140. In addition, I'll also increase the top rate by one pence to 48 pence in 2024-25. The Scottish Fiscal Commission estimate that these policy decisions will raise a further 82 million pounds in revenue next year. So, so the plan then, so we, Jimmy Cranky, stole money from those who contributed to her. She stole money from the SNP, allegedly, and her husband was in on well. So she did a runner. And now, due to the fact that, um, you know, so there's no money in the coffers, but also the fact that Scotland is broke because we, Jimmy Cranky, has run it into the ground. And there's, I think it's a 1.5 billion funding hole. Uh, do correct me if you know better. Uh, so they're going to try and raise some cash. So the choices they have, as you'll know, as a government is either to cut services or to raise more revenue. So they're going after the people with the highest incomes to try and tax them a bit harder to bring in maybe 60 million, which will probably look more like 30 million by the end of this, which is only a tiny proportion of what they need to raise, which means they need to cut a whole bunch of services. So yet again, the poorest will miss out because they'll be missing services. Things that might have made people's lives happier or better will get missed or cut because the government has wasted so much money lining their own pockets. And once again, those who may have had the incomes to be able to put money into society get taxed harder and forced out of their own country. I mean, we talked about this last night, not to bang on about speakeasies, but it was just great to have these conversations, you know, how for so many of us, we've turned our back completely on government, on politicians. It's almost not that relevant what they're doing or saying 
or what policies they're bringing in or what they're pretending to care about today, right? It's almost not that relevant to us because we're kind of over it. We're kind of over politicians. We said yesterday, didn't we, about the consent to be governed, you know, that governments operate by consent of the people, to quote my favorite document, the American Constitution. Well, our governments, I would assert, have lost the consent of the people. And so whether they like it or not, whether they know it or not, whether they acknowledge it or not, for ordinary people, the government is now kind of irrelevant. And what's so interesting, I think, having been in that media bubble, is that the government won't know just how unimportant they are to the lives of ordinary people because they're surrounded by the media bubble and they're surrounded by the Westminster bubble and they're surrounded by civil servants, civil servants, sorry, and they're surrounded by people willing to blow them if it means they'll get a promotion. So they think they're still important in some ways, surrounded by a moat of their own making. But were they to come on the road with us? Were they to come and sit in the back quietly at the speakeasies, I think they would be alarmed by how independently minded people are, how adept people are at parallel societies, how far we're able to operate now with cash, how many people own very useful things at a time when we no longer live under the government that we don't give our consent to, power, water, skills. Very interesting seeing how quickly the independence movement is growing. I, I just love it. I love it. Can you feel it? I've been plugged in last night. <laughs> Not in that sense. Thank you very much. A bit too tired. Um, Jimmy Cranky's male partner, reading from chat, bought a £80,000 jag. <laughs> I can't not say it that way. Anyone else a fan of Top Gear back in the good days with Jeremy Clarkson? Do you remember the Jag episode? Do you remember? Oh, I've got a story for you. The Jag episode where basically because they owned Jags, they were stealing everything from the hotel. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> Loved seeing you last night, blue sweater woman. Ah, that's so lovely. Hello, my darling you. Of course I remember. And what a great way to describe yourself because that's exactly how I would describe you. You have the softest, bluest sweater. And I remember viscerally in my soul giving you a hug and that sweater being so soft. Isn't that funny? Because for me, um, images, pictures and touch is much stronger than anything else, like names I'm really bad at. But so the touch of your sweater, I remember, and there was another lady with a little cute little, what do they call those knitwears without, without arms? Like a vest jumper? What, what do you call those? She had one on, she had the most amazing fringe that looked like it had been cut with a ruler. It was amazing. And that sweater was so soft. And another lady out there um, last night with a sausage dog sweater, and she was so the cutest lady as well. 
And she was with the darling husband who had so much information about cars and how they monitor you. And she writes to Alex every single week. How lovely is that? So many lovely sweaters there last night. And so lovely for me to get to hug all these people in lovely sweaters. <laughs> uh, oh, golly, I've just remembered I felt up that guy in the front row, didn't I? Because he had a furry sweater on. And from the back of the room, it looked like I was playing with his furry balls. <laughs> but I wasn't. I was Kevlar vest. Yeah, so it was in the manner of a Kevlar vest, but it was a sweater without arms. Chest rig. Yeah, right. <laughs> if any of you have worn a chest rig, it's a lot. <laughs> I quite like it, actually. I like I quite like it. Still, I quite like a Kevlar, <laughs> which is a helmet, if you don't know, because I'm missing a bit of my head. Actually, a Kevlar now would make perfect sense for me out and about. But if you've ever worn Kevlar in a webbing and carried a weapon, when you put it back on, it's really like coming home. It's a weird idea because when you first put it on, when you're a baby cadet or whatever, you've, it's the most uncomfortable thing. But when you go back to wearing it, you feel immediately at home because it actually reminds you of really great times in your life hanging out with the lads. Uh, my favourite breed, the sausage dog. <laughs> most TNT hosts are low you freaks. Oh, oh, I don't think that was aimed at me, but I, uh, I was just reading from the chat. I wasn't directing that at anyone. I was just reading from what people have to say, because every opinion here is welcome. Um, so after we're going to do a break in a short moment, I've got one other story I want to talk to you about. And I need to tell you about the gentleman last night. Uh, dash it. Let's do both. One, I need to tell you about London Paddington. I referred to it briefly yesterday. Did you know it's closing down at Christmas? Christmas Eve, set to close. London Paddington. The place that people will be coming into if they were coming home to see people for Christmas is shutting. Most services for King's Cross cancelled. Paddington will remain cancelled and closed until the 28th of December. People flying home to see English relatives, Scottish relatives, Wales, Ireland. Guess what? They're also shutting down. The Heathrow Express. Guess what? They're also shutting down. The Elizabeth Line. Routes into London all shutting, all at the same time, at Christmas, routes from airport to London, shutting, all at the same time, Christmas. Christmas Eve, closing District Line, Elizabeth Line, DLR, no services on Waterloo or City, Christmas Day, no services, that's standard, but shutting down, padding. I mean, hello? No one else? No one else, any problem with young people trying to get to see their families? Young people who aren't allowed to drive, aren't allowed cars, supposed to be using public transport. Oh, so you just shut it at Christmas. What would you like them to do? Stay at Terminal 5 for Christmas? Is there going to be a Christmas tree there? And no one's talking about it. My last video on what they're doing at Heathrow got censored by Instagram for being factually incorrect because they disagreed with what I said. Okay, last really quick story before I get shouted at by studio. Although we ignore, we know I ignore that when I get told what to do. But last night, and I and I say this, and I will protect the gentleman's identity at all cost. A smartly dressed gentleman came up to me. Oh, it might set me off. Actually, I've just realised at the end of the speakeasy, and he was smartly dressed and, and glorious. And at the end of the speakeasy, people who come will know. I stand and I'll stay there till the last man standing. I will hug everybody. And then last night uh, we get the music on and I help clear the room. I help do the chairs, do the tables, because if a venue has been glorious enough to host us, I won't leave before the work is done. 
that's how this stuff works, right? That's who we are. It's what we do. It's how we were brought up. So a man came up to, and I was hugging him and he said, what do you think I look like? And I said, you look lovely. You look smart, that lovely. And he said, well, I need you to, I need to tell you something. And I was like, of course, you can tell me anything. And he said, well, I'm homeless and I sleep in my car. And, and I wasn't shocked and I wasn't, um, I didn't go into my normal, I'll fix the problem, I'll find you a home, I'll get you a flat, I'll find you a place to stay. Because I felt really at one with what he was telling me. I was like, well, look at you go. Look at you being able to come out of an evening and be with our side and, and have a lovely time and all and have people be lovely to you. Look at you be smart and sharp and feel good about yourself. Look at you, oh dear, <clears throat> look at you come up to a random woman, me, at the front of a room, and privately, obviously in our chit chats, and tell me without any sense of being judged or otherwise that you're homeless now because of the situation you found yourself in, having worked hard all your life. And look at you sleeping in your car and he knew it was coming, so he prepared. He got himself a car and he blacked out the back windows and has it so that the front looks normal, but the back is where he sleeps. And look at you free. And I actually felt, you know, I was super proud for the man, for having the respect and the ownership of his situation to resolve it and make a decision for himself that rather a car than sleep on the road, which I've always thought I would do if I was homeless is I would achieve some form of transport that I would sleep in. And he said, I'm free to go where I want. I'm free to move. I don't have to tell anyone where I am. I spend my day organizing and keeping myself together and trying my best. And at night I sleep in my car. And I just felt, I felt like, Everybody, or me and him, were at peace with that. I don't know how to explain it to you more eloquently or correctly, but I just found it to be a really bizarrely, but a moment of real uplift. And that's also the genius of you, tribe, our listeners, people in my network, not my network, the network I'm part of, is I love it. I love our honesty, I love that we know we won't be judged. And I love that what we actually care about and count on is ourselves. And when push comes to shove, it's ourselves that we know we can rely on. I'm having to move into my van in February from the chat as my landlady is selling and pets mean no one will house me. Well, this is okay because February, so you're still, we're still December. So we have January to get everything organized, to find the vehicle, to get moved in, to find it, to make it cozy, make it safe, make it warm as you can, find the places you're going to park, find the places that you think you're most comfy in, find a way of generating power, Find where you're going to be able to get a wash when you need one. You know what I mean? Like, so January for you is going to be a period of massive preparation. I have a few friends that now live in their vans and love it, not governed by anyone, 
I would do it if need be. This is it. And what we need is places like this where we can gather and share information, share tips. What's the best way of having power if you're living in a van? What's the best way of finding, you know, washing facilities? What's the best? So we can do stuff on this. And so what we'll do here at Troll, help each other with great information for moving out of homes and into vans. And everything is going to be okay. And I know that because I'm promising you it is. And in the end, everything will be all right. And if it's not all right, it's not the end. We're going to go to a break because I'm going to keep Studio happy because that'll be a good thing for my life. Uh, but don't forget, good people, this is a Q&A thing, Tribe. You're on the answering. My name is <laughs> Katie Hopkins, exactly. And this is <laughs> TNT Radio. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg. This was Simone Sanders back in 2016, November to be precise. In my opinion, we don't need white people leading the Democratic Party right now. This was her last week on her own MSNBC show. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard a high crime or misdemeanor yet. I, I completely understand. Are you going to let me answer the question, ma'am? I know you're a Democrat operative. You work for a Democrat consultant. Oh, now, firm. all right, Congressman, let's do it then since we're here. We are out of time, but we're going to do it. I used to, I did used to um, advise, I did used to advise a number of individuals. I've also advised some corporations and companies, but here I'm just here to be an advocate for the viewer. And I will ask you one last time, what is the evidence that the committee has that Joe Biden, while he was president, committed a high crime misdemeanor? demeanor or treason. Well, you have to ask yourself, ma'am, why does a vice president or a president get $40,000 through a, a Chinese communist corporation that's been- All right, well, with that, thank you all very much, Congressman. It's always a pleasure, but you just can't come on here and lie. Simone Sanders only survived her racist, we don't need white people remark back in 2016 because she's a radical leftist. And she eventually got her own show and now she's able to tell a white male Republican congressman that he's a liar after she cuts his mic off. Only in America. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on TNT. Meet Norm. He lives with anxiety. But with the help of this latest innovation from Be Normal, he can be normal, just like everyone else. With the swipe of a finger, you can project happiness, confidence, machismo. Why settle for being real when you can be normal? The Normal Maker, new from Be Normal. This item doesn't really work because there's no such thing as normal. We're all different. What we like, how our brains work. In fact, one in five of us live with mental illness. Don't filter who you are. Start by talking to someone you trust. And remember, there is no normal. Thanks for listening and for being a part of the Katie Hopkins Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. Thank you for TNT. Always remember, uh, if I am not your cup of tea, as we like to say here in the UK... There are many other presenters out there. Uh, so do hang about at TNT or pop in and out and find someone who is your cup of tea. Uh, but we all need to support networks that promote freedom and keep the conversation alive and give people places to go and give people hope because hope is what will sustain us right now. I love this on chat. I have a few friends that live in their vans. They love it. I would do it if need be. Be free. It's so wrong that many people are judged as to whether they are in bricks and mortar. So true. In parts of the world, a nomadic existence is the norm. Brilliantly put there. Um, it will be an adventure. I've already got the van, as I've known about it for a while, and I've got a bathroom on board. Oh, come on. 
you are way ahead. You have got this, mate. And maybe you will regret ever renting or living in someone else's property and bricks and mortar because maybe it's not the way. Um, as my father always told me as a child, once you've got bricks and mortar, they've got you, which is why they might make living a nomadic life so difficult. Shall I try and read that with some sort of sense of being able to have, you know, that I might have one day had an edge, which is why they make living a nomadic life so difficult. <gasps> so true. Park for night. So that's park and then the number four and then the word night is a great app for free park ups. Do you know what we're going to do? We are going, to, oh, I say, I have a field I rent. I'll hide in the field if necessary with a camouflage net over the van. It's called Angus and he's a whopper. Oh, I say, <laughs> sounds like you're talking about your member. <laughs> Not to bring a phallic context into everything. What a joy that would be. <laughs> Meet this. He's called Angus <laughs> and he's a whopper. <laughs> okay, just me. Okay, fine. Let's do this next week. Let us do a nomad special, right? Where And we'll work out what day we're going to do it on so we can all be ready. And then we'll have top tips about living in vans. We'll share apps. We'll share thoughts. We'll share how you plumb a bathroom. We'll share what generators best. Let's do Nomad Special sometime next week. And I'll put that in my memory bank. Guys, remember me. Remind me, I mean, not remember me. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> Don't you forget me. Right. Now I want to, I want to ask you a question. Segway. Esther Ranson, let me present the two sides of this and let me, and I'm going to try and present them without a Katie effect, which is basically persuading you to think what I think. One, Esther Ranson, childline, a campaigner for the elderly, uh, done many glorious things, uh, really good at running lines for loneliness for the elderly, you know, done many sweet and marvellous things. Right. Esther Ranson also now diagnosed with, forgive me on detail, but I want to say stage four cancer, maybe lung cancer, and has said, uh, you know, it's terminal. And if my next scan doesn't show an improvement or if the treatment isn't working, I am going to take myself off to Dignitas and is basically saying, but you know what? I don't want to have to go to Switzerland. I don't want to have to put my family through this. I don't want to have to go to Dignitas. I would much rather have the choice to end my life at a time of my choosing here in the UK with my family and friends. And I want this to be a decision. Now, the glorious thing about Esther Ranson in this way is she has a great voice. She has a great platform. She is a campaigner by trade now. She brought and made it happen. She's opened these other lines and made them happen. And Esther Ranson is a name I've known since I was a child. Like I remember Childline. I remember the Esther Ranson years. Like if you were in trouble, you could ring Childline. It was the thing, right? So that's the Esther Ranson thing. Should she have the right to end her own life? Do you think it's helpful that she's on board? And do you think that it would be, do you think she has the ability potentially to pass through or push through assisted suicide here in the UK? Now, this is an Esther related thing. So, because we've talked about assisted suicide before, people you may know, I am pro making my own choice for my own life. 
lovely Mark is not because he's a Catholic somewhere in his soul and he thinks uh, life is a gift and it's not yours to take away. So all different points of view. However, during the time, yeah, so people are, are against uh, end of life are saying it's normalizing euthanasia. This is where lovely Mark would stand. Now, during the time of the vaccine uh, madness, and the, what I would say, annihilation of a number of people, great number of people across the planet, but the fourth state injectable, Esther Ranson, who now wants the freedom to choose how she ends her life, said something that I'm gonna play you now with the help of studio. This was Esther Ranson during the time of the forced state injectable. Take a listen to this. That is your right. So you would leave the unjabbed at home to die if they had a heart attack, if they suffered from a stroke. That's their choice. If they're unjabbed, if they take the decision, they're not going to use the medical evidence, follow the science, as we say. So she said that if they're not going to use the medical evidence, if they're not going to um, honour the science then the unjabbed should be refused emergency medical tr treatment. And many of you will remember this. Do you remember how if you were the unjabbed neighbours or the WhatsApp group would say, well, I hope if she gets sick, they don't come and help her. Do you remember if you weren't outside your door banging pots and pans at eight o'clock on a Thursday evening as prescribed by Boris Johnson, people would say, well, if she doesn't support the NHS, I hope ambulance doesn't come. Well, that was Esther Ranson. So Esther Ranson said, I hope if the unjabbed uh, need have a heart attack, I hope the ambulance doesn't come. Words to that effect, which you just heard there, I just played them for you. So my question is, does Esther Ranson now have the right and the freedom to choose terminally ill. So I say terminally ill, you know, you know what forgiveness is a noble thing. Whatever people said in the past, I can leave it in the past. None of us know what it would be like, unless you do know, to be diagnosed with a terminal illness and people have should have the right to end her own life, right? So that's where I go. I go to a softer place, which is you know, I've had to leave a lot of things behind that people have said and done to me. We have to move forward. We have to find ways of coping. If I was end of life, I would want to make my own choices. Esther Ranson deserves to have her freedom of choice. That's where I am. And I know you guys, you know, think differently. Someone else here saying, leave her alone at home. Leave her alone. She wouldn't allow, you know, she wouldn't allow others to get emergency treatment if they had a heart attack and they were unvaccinated, why should she now have the freedom to choose? And let me tell you, that's what lovely Mark's, lovely Mark, lovely Mark, who's known for being reliably lovely, lovely Mark who people depend on to make sensible decisions when they can no longer talk or work with me because I'm so irrational, unmanageable and unreasonable, which I freely acknowledge on a daily basis. Lovely Mark said, no, he actually said, F her. He said, she said that about the unvaxxed, that they should die alone at home without um, an ambulance. So F her. He said, why should she get the freedom to choose now when she didn't want to accord that same freedom 
to those like lovely Mark or myself who never had the state injectable. I'm just looking here on tribe. Are you with lovely Mark? Do you say F her? <laughs> I'm not judging because lovely Mark's usually right, to be fair. Wasn't she pals with Savile as well? We were vilified. I'm reading from chat. They've gone weirdly quiet now. I can't be like them and believe everyone should have. Uh, oh, I can't be like them. And I believe everyone should have autonomy over their own body. Okay. Uh, the Childline Forum has been infiltrated. Oh, God's activists been going on for years. Oh, I can believe that. I tell you, anywhere where there's children, of course, it's where they target. Same reason they targeted Disney. Same reason the trans woke took over Disney. It's not by chance. Same reason when I used to work at Disneyland as a security guard, which I have to say I was pretty epic at. Thank you very much. Same reason, you know, I dealt with pedos on a daily basis. I, on a daily basis, on a regular Tuesday, I had to grab men by their small penises and throw them out of Disneyland. I mean, where are you going to go if you're a pedophile? You're going to go to Disneyland. That was my job, basically, a pedophile catcher at Disneyland. Somebody here, I agree with lovely Mark. I'm telling you. The problem is that people could be encouraged to end their own life when perhaps they wouldn't want to. Someone else here saying, fuck, oh, sorry, I'm not allowed to swear. F Esther. Yeah. Isn't that so fun that people are agreeing with lovely Mark? Lovely Mark, who's the loveliest person on the planet, is the one that says F Esther. And I'm the one that's saying, well, come on, people with a terminal illness, you know, we've all got to move forward. She should be able to do what she wants. I am on like the side of the people that, you know, that are kind. Who knew? Who knew? There's an elephant in the room. If you want your life. It's kind of something someone can't stop. Therefore, it's up to the individual. Just look at the suicide numbers. Yeah. The only thing about suicide, as I know, is the courage it bloody takes to jump off something, right? I was all fine with it till I was actually looking down one day. I was like, God, sort that. That looks quite painful. <laughs> okay, my darlings, you know what's happened? And this happens all the time on this show, doesn't it? Somehow the time just... Where does it even go? So tomorrow, people, gird your loins. Bring your massive Roger called, what did we say he was called? <laughs> I can't remember. Arthur? No. And we're going to talk cars and what's going on and black boxes and elderly people not being able to get insurance and young people being charged two grand for insurance and yet the rich still able to part where they like. Stay with TNT, darlings, because you might find someone altogether more interesting than me, though I doubt it. And do not forget my name. Katie Hopkins, and this, my darlings, is TNT Radio.